Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to CBS News Roundup ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Rising death toll. Behind every one of those numbers is an individual. Navy chief resigns. He wouldn't have had to resign. I would not have asked him. Lockdown ends. Wuhan celebrated a liberation. Good morning. I'm Steve Kathan in northern New Jersey with the CBS World News Roundup. Around 2,000 Americans died of the coronavirus yesterday, the most for a single day since the pandemic began. A grim milestone in a week the Surgeon General warned would be the hardest and saddest of our lives. Here's CBS's David Begno. We've been called to a bedside. Dr. Sanam Ahmed, who works in critical care at Mount Sinai Hospital here in New York, recorded this video diary. She says she's been encouraged by the number of patients who were coming off of the ventilators. It's sort of a reminder of the resilience that we have as human beings. The elderly population is being hit hard at nursing homes around the country. She's definitely worried. I think she thinks this is it for her. Wendy Aziz's 90-year-old mother, Dorothy, lives at an assisted living facility near Los Angeles. She's unsure whether bringing her home is the right thing to do. She called her Tuesday night. If you would feel safer here, we'd love to have you here. You're a superwoman and you can do anything, but I don't even think you could protect me from this. (laughs) And here's hope for those on the other side. David Latt spent most of the last month battling COVID-19, including 17 days in the hospital. He says he did receive at least four different drugs, the anti-malarial hydroxychloroquine, and the antibiotic azithromycin. I think it's hard to tell whether the medications helped, hurt, worked together. We need more research in this area. Death has found its way into the supermarket as the virus hits workers on the front lines as they get much-needed supplies into our hands. CBS's Adriana Diaz says that includes two people at an Illinois Walmart. Everybody at Walmart loved him. When Angela McMiller called to check on her brother, Philip Thomas, at the hospital, a nurse came to the phone instead. He said, well, we did everything we could. And I said, wait a minute, are you telling me my brother passed away? 48-year-old Thomas, who'd worked for Walmart for nine years, died two days after calling an ambulance for himself after struggling to stand up. Do you know if your brother was wearing a mask and and gloves at work. None of them are wearing bad masks and gloves. For employees trying to keep up with customer demands, there's no break. Grocery store workers in Boston demanded masks and gloves, fully paid sick leave, and hazard pay. Some stores have installed floor markers and plexiglass, including Walmart. 
The company is also now limiting customers in stores, providing masks and gloves for employees who want them, and taking their temperatures upon arrival. President Trump has ousted the inspector general who was overseeing the $2 trillion virus rescue package. House Speaker Pelosi called the move retaliation against independent overseers. White House correspondent Ben Tracy says Mr. Trump is also taking aim at global health officials. They missed the call. The president is shifting blame for the spread of the coronavirus to the World Health Organization, saying it should have provided better warnings. They didn't report it. If they did see it, they must have seen it. The organization labeled coronavirus a global health emergency in January. I'm declaring a public health emergency of international concern. Meanwhile, the president says he was not aware of memos written by his trade advisor, Peter Navarro, in late January and February that warned of a full-blown COVID-19 pandemic that could infect 100 million Americans. I heard he wrote some memos talking about pandemic. I didn't see him. I didn't look for him either. The president did ban most travel from China and formed a coronavirus task force in late January, but then downplayed the threat publicly. I think it's going to be under control. The president now says he did not want to alarm the country. I don't want to create havoc and shock. When I was saying that, I'm also closing it down. The president indicates the acting Navy secretary did the unselfish thing by resigning. CBS's Cammy McCormick says it brought an end to a chapter that began when the virus broke out on an aircraft carrier and the captain spoke up about it. Defense Secretary Esper says Thomas Modley resigned on his own accord. Modley's resignation came just hours after he apologized for a profanity-laced address he gave to the crew of the USS Theodore Roosevelt, one in which he called their fired captain naive or stupid. Overseas, China has just lifted the lockdown restrictions in Wuhan, where the virus outbreak began. Asia correspondent Ramey Innocencio. At the stroke of midnight, Wuhan celebrated liberation from its 76-day lockdown, honoring its frontline workers in a light show. Drivers sped off as highways reopened and high-speed trains departed just after dawn. Along city streets, cherry trees are now blossoming as shoppers return to reopen stores. A new pandemic directive has gone out in the nation's second largest city. Starting Friday, Los Angeles is adding new requirements for essential workers. All employees of many non-medical essential businesses will be required to wear cloth face coverings. Mayor Eric Garcetti's order will cover a wide range of businesses. This applies to workers in grocery stores, drug stores, restaurants, hotels, taxis and rideshare vehicles. And if customers are not wearing face coverings, they can be denied service. Steve Futterman, CBS News, Los Angeles. The coronavirus has claimed a celebrated and beloved singer-songwriter, 73-year-old John Prine. Hello in there. The songs range from social commentary to glimpses of personal lives that could move a listener to tears. Sam Stone came home. Early on, Prime worked as a mailman, which he said gave him a lot of time to think about music. When I get to heaven, I'm going to shake God's hand. John Prine survived a bout with cancer, but he couldn't survive the coronavirus. Sam Litzinger, CBS News. The mayor of Alton, Illinois, told his police force to more strictly enforce a stay-at-home order. Well, a few nights later, the mayor's wife was among those cited for being in a crowd at a bar. Mayor Brant Walker called it a stunning lack of judgment. Plenty of us stuck at home are longing for some interesting entertainment. CBS's Dean Reynolds was able to punch his ticket without going anywhere. The other night, I went to Chicago's Theater Wit. Welcome, remote viewer from your home. Well, I didn't exactly go there. 
There you go. That's the artistic director, Jeremy Wexler, taking me on a virtual trip to the stage where weeks ago the performance, a modern adaptation of Richard III, was taped in front of a live audience. It's easy, Dick. Talk less, shower more. We just couldn't bear the idea that none of this work was going to be seen. So they moved the tape performance online. I watched the play from my $28 seat at home. I thought it was the coolest thing. Chris Jones, the Chicago Tribune's theater critic, said the artists and stagehands will still get paid. We're all going to need them when we come out of this. The show must go on. Dean Reynolds, CBS News, Chicago. That's the World News Roundup. I'm Steve Kathan, CBS News. If you like CBS News Roundup, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey. For more than two centuries, the White House has been the stage for some of the most dramatic scenes in American history. Inspired by the hit podcast American History Tellers, Wondery and William Morrow present the new book, The Hidden History of the White House. Each chapter will bring you inside the fierce power struggles, the world-altering decisions, and shocking scandals that have shaped our nation. You'll be there when the very foundations of the White House are laid in 1792, and you'll watch as the British burn it down in 1814. Then you'll hear the intimate conversations between FDR and Winston Churchill as they make plans to defeat Nazi forces in 1941. And you'll be in the Situation Room when President Barack Obama approves the raid to bring down the most infamous terrorist in American history. Pre-order The Hidden History of the White House now in hardcover or digital editions wherever you get your books. Behind every successful business is a story, and some of them might surprise you. Like how Chobani's first yogurt factory was discovered on a piece of junk mail. Or how the founder of the multi-million dollar cosmetics brand, Drunk Elephant, was told by everyone, including her own mother, that the name sounded like a dive bar. I'm Guy Raz, and on my show, How I Built This, I talk to founders behind the world's biggest companies to learn the real stories of how they built them. In each episode, you'll hear entrepreneurs share moments of doubt and failure and talk about how they were able to overcome them on their way to the top. How I Built This is like a masterclass in innovation and creativity from the people who've done it all. Follow How I Built This wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to How I Built This early and ad-free right now on Wondery+. Plus. For more deep dive and daily business content, listen to Wondery, the destination for business podcasts. With shows like How I Built This, Business Wars, and many more, Wondery means business.